Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm recording now, so on. <laughs> um, so it's not three, two, one, go. It's three, two, one, clap. Okay. All right. Do we so, all have to do it? Yeah, yeah. Or... So it syncs up in the audio file for all okay. three of them. Okay. All right. So three, two, one. <laughs> Slightly off, but it'll be. It'll work. It'll, it'll be work. fine. It'll hey, be the, fine. This, the, the, this podcast is not about accuracy. Our perfection. Our Acts, like, it, it's not a new like, brew. It's not a new brew. It's grand. No, 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 it's a very old brew. Like, don't let perfection be the enemy of good. Um, right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's Snowcast. Uh, here we are. We're, we're back on the Zoom um, purely because of uh, geographical difficulties with the guests that we want tonight. And we said, look, when we, when we have an opportunity to get, get a guest of this caliber on the podcast, why the fuck would you pass up that opportunity? Um, the cans are in the fridge, the pints are staying in the kegs, and uh, it's it's me, DJ, and uh, along with my co-host Owen. Owen, how are you getting on? Good, good, man, yeah. Uh, going to just preempt the Pilsner Prowl tonight. Again, I think good weather today. I think the shoulders could have been preemptively kind of fucking, you know, fucking going for it, like, so... I don't know. I don't know. Like it's it's tough to kind of it's tough. I don't know. Do I have to put an asterisk beside some of these brews? You know. Well, it's funny you say that, right? Because we're recording this the night after I've been at my brother's wedding, which obviously was a heavy session. And um, I was thinking about it. If we recorded this podcast at four o'clock, I probably would have been a bit touch and go about my my enthusiasm for it. But as the day got longer, like I had a ghoul and jig just fucking breathing. So like <laughs> I, I I know exactly where you're coming from. I know exactly where you're coming from. And yeah, uh, we're um, whoa, here, whoa. What, 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 uh, let's do a, a new little segment. What were you drinking last night? <laughs> <laughs> what wasn't I drinking last night? This is I I'm gonna I'm gonna call out the Kingsley Hotel in Cork. 
The reason you're not fucking five stars is because you've got a shit selection of beer. <laughs> <laughs> I was on Heineken and uh, Jensen Ginger Ales. I tell you though, right? I was having a chat with a fella there the other day. I was saying, like, if you're going for a big long day session, like, I tell you, the Heineken is probably up there with like what you need to go for. Like, <laughs> I tell you, like, it fucking you die, like, especially you mixing and matching. Like, the thing, the thing with like craft beers and stuff is that, like, uh, you know, you like the tasting, and I like kind of, especially like now tonight, where you're kind of, you kind of mix and match and go, oh, what's this taste like? What's that taste like? You know. But if you're going for a heavy, heavy session, like I think you need to go light and breezy. I've I've a hot take on this. I'm going to leave really quickly before I introduce our our, our guest. Uh, I think the best session macro is Smidix, three by eight percent, and you can fucking skull it. Nice little caramelly oak. Uh, the night before the wedding, uh, I think I had eight points of Smidix in about three hours, and uh, yeah, I could run a marathon the next morning. Not a bother on me. Um, so this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump back in not now though <laughs> yeah jump back in in a minute uh, and we're delighted to be joined this week guys by a guest that we've we've been in negotiations with to have this guest on for months and months and um, this 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 podcast was supposed to happen in at least a half dozen times and uh, between the jigs and the reels between a lack of internet uh, between a lack of um fucking bodily presence on occasions uh, it hasn't come together but tonight the stars aligned uh, and I'm delighted to, to introduce our guest this week um, Tomas Amani from oh. I, I didn't know whether to go Tomas Amani or, or Thomas Amani or Tomas Mahuna so I went with Tomas Amani well that, that works that works I'm happy enough with that uh, so Thomas slash Tomas is the host of a new brew podcast. If you're not listening to a new brew, get on it. A fantastic podcast. Um, it's, I, I, I would say series one is like this um, inter in-depth interview with brewers uh, from independent breweries around Ireland. And series two then is almost like there are brewers, but it's like uh, interesting people in the independent beer scene is how I would describe it so far. Um, and it's, it's a, Fantastic. Listen, uh, Tomas, you're very welcome to Snowcast. How are you getting on? Uh, get, getting on well. Thank you very much for the kind words. You know, it's it's funny. You know yourselves when you put out something like this, you you don't really think that people are listening. And it's when, you know, people message you or even the numbers when you see people are listening, it doesn't really make sense. But when people message you or you run into someone that you know that listens, that really hits home. But, you know, I'm Delighted to be on the snowcasts after decking and cows going loose and everything going wrong. Fucking cows, man. But yeah, you touched on a good point there. I've no, I can't understand why anyone fucking listens to us, to be quite honest. But we're glad you do, lads. We're glad you do. Um, so, Thomas, would you mind just for the listeners who aren't familiar with a new brew, uh, quickly, how would you describe it in your own words? So I, I've actually had to say this to people so many times. So it's like a sales pitch at this stage. It's conversations about beer where the beer is the least interesting thing that's being talked about. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And it's, I, my thing with getting people on is I want, it's people that have more to say than just talking about the beer. So yeah. you mentioned season one is about, 
it's an interviews with brewers and kind of like a real good introduction of the exciting people that are in Ireland. Season two, it has a couple of brewers in it, but it's kind of like looking at the people who are behind the scenes. And season three, which has recently started, is a look at kind of the wider issues. So Christina Wade, that was recently on talking about the continuity of history of brewing in the Middle Ages, because if anyone has listened to it, my five minute intro is connecting what people are about to a wider context. And that's the most interesting thing about beer is that it's not just a beer, it's about something else. Yeah, I get yeah, you're dead right. Yeah, you're dead right. Like that, um, like beer, beer brewing is born. That's a born. People talking shite about, but this sti- or oh, like mashing and that, that's bollocks. Like it's the story about how they set up the beer. Now that's the that's the real crux of it. That's what I want to hear. You know, all those little tidbits and stuff. I love those little stories. You know, I couldn't like, give a fuck now what kind of hop is in a beer. <laughs> Well, like the thing, and it's funny because I've talked to so many people who aren't into craft beer that have tried a couple of things based off, and it's mainly like, you know, family, friends and that sort of thing who've listened to it by the behest of my mother. It's like, I need to listen to Thomas's, you know, podcast, (laughs) but have kind of tried a couple of things and it's brewers have much more interesting opinions about things in general than what goes in the beer because beer is beer you know it's there to be drank it's there to be have fun with and you can get into the deeper thing of it but like any good conversation that happens in the pub you have about two minutes about what you drinking you know and then the rest goes from there some of that lion in the corner then about his story yeah. <laughs> oh he was well, there yeah 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 oh yeah michael d drank my beer all right yeah yeah my uncle is packy bonner you know <laughs> yeah yeah I was there. I was there. <laughs> Italian 90. Um, Italian Italia fucking 2021. Um, the, 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 no, because you touched on a good thing there because I like, obviously, it's important as a brewery to bring out a good fucking beer. Like, that's number one. But it, it does make you appreciate the beer more when you hear the story behind it as opposed to not just like what the ingredients are and how, you know, the process behind it. Like, Bally Cavan was a great episode. Just the, the whole, like, you know, you know, the way the food industry do the, like, farm to fork, whereas, like, this is, like, you know, fields to... Farm to glass. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think of something that started with F, but I don't got it. But, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe barley to bladder or something farm like that. Farm to bladder. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that might be the way to go about it. Um, no, it's a really good, it's a really good concept. Um, now, every episode, you ask the person you're uh, interviewing a question that I'm going to ask you now. What is craft beer? Craft, <laughs> craft beer is beer that is made with intention. So it's people that want to make something good that goes beyond just being a product. So it's like people that are putting a little bit of themselves in the beer and taking the risk, you know, this, it might not be for everyone. It might not sell well. This is what I want to make. This is what I want people to drink. And it's it's a tough question. And it's why I ask people, can they define what it is? I think craft beer 
forever will be a marketing term. I think it's whatever people make of it. You know, people will have different perspective on what is craft beer. Some people will think Hop House is a craft beer. Some people will think, you know, Brewdog is a craft beer. And some people will have a great appreciation for real small batch independent beer. And I think if you're calling a craft beer, that's is open to interpretation. Independent is something that can be clearly defined, but it is it's what people make of it, really. And it's the same the people that are making it is what they are making of the beer that they're making. Yeah, it's been really bastardized, hasn't it? Bastardized. <laughs> I, like it has though, you know. Uh, uh, but there was something really interesting. I can't remember who was saying it on the podcast. It could have been is it Liam from St. Mel's had a very interesting point that actually when I was listening to him, I was like, Jesus Christ, he's actually described me and Owen five years ago. And he talked about, you know, you put to, to, to him, people should go and listen to the episode because I'm just paraphrasing here now about how essentially like, you know, ha, is the likes of Cute Whore and Hop House doing damage to, you know, independent breweries. And Liam was like, actually, no, because the people who were drinking Cute Whore and Hop House, i.e. me and Owen, four or five years ago, are now the ones who are drinking, you know, your Kinnegars, your St. Mel's, etc. The people who were drinking, you know, a, a slightly different red ale or a slightly, you know, hoppier lager are now the people who are looking for brown ales, who are looking for, who, who are expanding their palate. It's, all, it's almost like, inadvertently the macros are creating a little gateway into a different type of beer than what you're served in your than, than your trilogy of taps in every fucking pub in World Ireland. And, and I thought that was a fantastic point because it actually made took my snobbery away for a second and almost was like, yeah, you came from drinking Q4 and Hop House thinking you were a fucking hipster. Like, whereas... The re- truth, truth and reality is it helped certainly us, like, because, you know, remember on Electric Picnic 2016 and we in the cute whore tent thinking we were, we were right, like, connoisseurs of beer, like. Right cute whores. Yeah. Yeah, but we weren't, we weren't. Actually, I have a, I have a good story there recently about um, kind of craft beer as a name. So a friend of mine was down in uh, Killarney there uh, last weekend. And uh, they went into the, some other kind of random pub in, in Clarny and sat down and uh, they were like, um, you know, kind of one of the lads ordered Guinness, uh, one of the lads was ordering a Heineken and then one of the lads said, uh, do you have any pale ales? And um, your one goes, uh, what's that? So then the waitress goes, what's that? Uh, so... Um, they were like, you know, like, um, you know, like a craft beer. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we have uh, Coors Light, uh, Carlsberg, and <laughs> So craft beers were beers that start with C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking, yeah. So, like, I, I, I can actually, like, knock you down a peg as well. Like, you know, it's kind of, you know, places that just kind of serve those macro beers as well. Like, you know, as in you going in with your fucking highfalutin notions like of trying to get, you know, just trying to get, sometimes you kind of have to just appreciate the pub for what it is as well, rather than, you know, trying to, I don't know, I think sometimes like those, those pubs, which have always been 
a Guinness pub or something, you know, like that. That's the that's what you need to drink in there, regardless of what your feelings are about uh, independent brewers or not. Do you know what I mean? But I, it's, kind of, it's good to experience that. But I would say it, it cuts both ways in that I think there is a lot of space for a lot of pubs to start stocking, you know, local beer. But also I think, and like this is a big thrust of a new brew is that I don't have the best palate. There are better podcasts, you know, listen to Irish Beer Snob at Wayne. Yeah. Uh, listen to Mother Max. If you want to hear people with good palates talk about good beer, listen to them. I bring the journalist side of it and kind of digging into the deeper issues. But, you know, my family have a tradition of on Christmas Day, go to mass, go up to my grandmother's house. And my God, my grandfather, God rest his soul, he would have a crate of Bulbers, a crate of Heineken, a crate of Budweiser and a crate of Miller. And didn't matter what you were drinking, you went and you had what you got and... I think there is, in particular in craft beer, something that's like a little bit lost of an appreciation of the basic things, you know, understanding where stuff came from. And, you know, sometimes you have to drink a, a room temperature bottle of Miller because it's where you're at, you know. Yeah, yeah. Context is everything. Yeah, yeah. and like sometimes that, like that doesn't take away from the night as well either. Do you know what I mean? Like as in you can have a ferocious night fucking piling in bottles of miller into you you know sure some of the best nights i've ever had in my life were through a case of car packy you know <laughs> I, I, a car park a car park drinking car packy and you know what it, it's gas because i went recently it was my partner's birthday last month and we went to galway and it was the first night the pubs were back open and we're in the blue note in galway shout out to blue note incredible Great. pub and like if I'm in a pub and I don't, I can't see what the tap is, get yourself a pint of Guinness and that will be the, the Guinness will be the gauge of how well they look after their taps and how well they look after their lines. And I had it first point and it was so nice. I drank it for the rest of the night because I think it's a priest when you get an appreciation. I have this thing with food as well. If you can appreciate the very building blocks of everything, then you can understand everything that's built on top of it. If you can't appreciate vanilla ice cream, how can you appreciate chocolate or strawberry or mango or whatever the, whatever the fuck it is? Or passion fruit. Or yeah. passion fruit. Or carpacky. Or carpacky. Or passion fruit. Shout out to the Tig special. Shout out Tig Williams, the Tig special in Mother Riley's Rath Mines. If you're ever in Rath Mines, go into Mother Riley's and ask for the Tig special. Stream his single My Father's Clouds We'll throw up the link To Spotify In the show notes That we don't ever do That's a lie But yeah Listen to Tyg on Spotify Good man A good lad Tyg uh, Speaking of notions lads Will we, we fucking Crack on with the Pills and a Prowl Here oh, actually Before uh, Before we introduced Tomas there I said I wanted to Jump back in with something And uh, Oh yeah You were, you were talking about you were talking about um, caramel notes um, uh, on on this. Uh, was it on the Smidix? Was it on the Smidix? Yeah, on the Smidix. Yeah, lads, are, are caramellos still a thing? Yeah, oh, with a cup of coffee now, good caramello and a nice cup of coffee. I haven't seen a caramello knocking about though. Like you know, out, out in the wild. Like do you know what I mean? Out in the wild. But do you look for them? 
probably not. No, this is something that just cr- came into my head uh, <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> right, but like out of them bars, right? Is the Carmelo the best one? The dairy milk orders, like the yeah. Cabris, the Cabri, the Cabri eight squares or whatever they are. Yeah, like I love golden crisp and a mint crisp as well. Uh, yeah. What? Right. <laughs> right let's draw up a little league table <laughs> a knockout of them uh, I, I, was, I, I actually fully know the so the entire listing of the Cabri catalogue is Carmelo whole nut fruit nut tiffin Turkish delight Carmelo and plain and plain so what Ho- oh yeah whole nut so what, what's Four. going num- what's what's going number one? Oh no, what's, it started well, bo- no. what's going bottom? number eight or whatever the fuck it is. What's Turkish delight, Turkish what? delight. Yeah, Turkish. agreed. It's yeah. not even it's not even a Turkish delight because it's not like an actual Turkish delight you get in Turkey. Turkish no, delight. Right. Next up, whole nut. No, Too fruit much. nut, fruit nut, fruit nut. I whole nut is number one for me. Whole nut number one. Whole nut is good. Whole nut is. There's too much of a nut in it. Too fucking big on the nuts. <laughs> it should be, if it was half nut, I'd fucking put it up there, but it's whole nut and it's just too much nut for me. <laughs> right, let's split it down the middle anyway. Fruit nut anyway is number seven. Right, yeah. Can we agree that Tiffin is number six? Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, Mint crisp five? Yes. Yes, I hate mint, so mint mint right. would be very low. Mint crisp five. So the top four are walnut, caramello, golden crisp and plain. Golden crisp and plain. Who's going to be the halfway juncture now? So yeah, I think I think walnut has to be maybe two or three. So yeah, three, so. three. <laughs> I would say plain number four. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay, right. Plain, whole nut. So we put whole nut three. So we have to choose between golden crisp and caramello. I know caramello is good with a cup of coffee, but golden crisp is more versatile. So I think golden crisp is number one. Now, nah, in, in caramello in the, number one. In the context of the snugcast, you're in a pub that has chocolate behind the bar. Which one are you going for? Oh, with a with a Purple pint. snack. This is like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Are we are we bringing in purple? Where anything can happen, is it? Crossover. Like asking for a purple snack. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have the choice between a golden oh, crisp and a caramel, I like me safety. I like the safety. <laughs> a purple, purple snack, snack and a pack of bacon fries. Yeah, no, yeah. you can't. It's either a caramel or a golden crisp. I'll have one of each. So. It's, it's like um, that, that, that'll be like you like any superpower you want uh, more hair <laughs> no I don't miss it you see I wouldn't ask for that <laughs> any superpower you want I, but see I would say the Carmelo is very contextual you only have it in certain moments where a golden crisp is universal you know, you could oh, have a go- okay, you could have a golden crisp at a match. You could have it walking along the road. You could have it for breakfast. You're thinking of the man sitting in the van at seven o'clock in the morning, going in and get his breakfast roll. What chocolate mm. bars is he getting? Golden crisp. 
Golden crisp, yeah. Too the caramello's too liquidy for that, that hour of the morning. The, the, the yeah. modern man does not have the time for the caramello. But what if you're having a coffee with your breakfast? Do you know what I mean? Then caramello, but that's what I'm saying is contextual. Contextual. The caramello yeah. gets stuck on your finger, the bits of caramel and stuff then. Messy, like, yeah, and if you're going into the building side after that, then yeah, you, you'd have fucking it get stuck in the concrete. Then <laughs> that's what happened with the mica scandal in Donegal. <laughs> I mean, the, the houses were made of caramel. <laughs> I tell you that, the fucking, it's all caramelos. <laughs> Donny Gall is built out of Carmelo's. Cabri should be paying the redress for the Mica scandal. Full redress for the Mica scandal. Cabri should be foot. We're going to get sued by Cabri's. Allegedly, allegedly. We just said allegedly, so we're covered. As, as a side note, uh, Nubaru fully supports the Mica redress. As yeah. does Snowcast, yeah. Full, full, full redress for them. Poor unfortunate souls. We... we, we, we Sorry we're taking a piss out of you, lads, but it was funny at the moment. Yeah, it felt right at the time. <laughs> oh, fuck. It was the oh. natural progression from what was being said. Right, lads, the pills go, go for it. Let's go for it. Let's, let's, let's move things on. So, Sorry, lads, the dog is trying to push me out of the way here now. She's trying to make herself comfortable on the couch next to me. Or she's trying to get a sup of this beer. Um, give, give us about two seconds. I need to get the charger for me, vape. Do, do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let, let's let's um let's refresh the the listeners' ears on the five categories of the Pilsner Pro. Category one is the ghoul and jig. So the ghoul and jig is how much does she get your shoulders dancing? Right. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. So if you remember Larry Ryan's polka one. I know well, yeah. Do you know Larry Ryan's polka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So he's, uh, you're he's Billy Ryan's brother, is it? <laughs> no, do you know Larry Ryan's polka is the tune that uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet are dancing to in the the, the Titanic. In the film. back of the car, is it? No, no, <laughs> that wasn't a polka. That was a that was a, a dirty. That was that was the original Dirty Dancing. Um, they were listening to WAP. They were. Yeah. Oh, Larry Ryan's polka is a uh, for. Do you know that? That's that. The do 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 do. To me, like the Ghoul and Jig. If you were to get a perfect score in the Ghoul and Jig, that you know that like your shoulders would be dancing. Man. Oh yeah, and you'd kick off and you'd sink the Titanic like yeah. the dancing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You'd fucking you'd jig your way into the path of an iceberg, so you would. And um, the second score is the quiver and quench. Yeah. The third one is the post pint gasp. Then we have the jibber and yeah. the probability. So, Perfect. what we are reviewing today, what what we are putting through the gauntlet, this 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 fucking pilsner prowl, it's like gladiators meets the crystal maze, but for pilsners. Yeah, and we are looking at. Dead center brewings, dead pixels, four percent pilsner. Uh, so, first of all, before we get into the scores, just general impressions, lads. What are we thinking about this beer? Um, I want Actually, first first question: How many cans of this have we each drank? <laughs> I'm on my third. 
today, is it? Or today, yeah. But I had I, no. I had about six or seven of them about two weeks ago. But that was after drinking a rake of the loop head pills now from Western Herd, and uh, uh, just a big mix and match of stuff that people brought to the house. Okay, okay, okay. Come on, what about you? Uh, I I actually bought a, a big box of beer from Beer Cloud, done by Dead Center, and. Do you know what? I had three cans of it while watching the match last Sunday and it was a nice sipper for the match. And mm. this is the last can in that box right now. And I way I, I was there during the week, you know, gasping for a pint and just saw it in the fridge and was like, no, that's been saved for the snug cast. Love it. Yeah. And I'm I'm on, uh, similar to DJ today, I'm on my third can and it was fresh to me today first first sip was today so i'm raring to go so, so sorry dj you're asking overall impressions does it yeah just general uh, observations yeah. same same like that like real definite sipper wearer isn't it like you could just mm. kind of tip away in that actually i retract my my heineken statement from earlier on you could tip away on this couldn't you he could be yeah yeah like i i, I, don't know, I maybe you get absolutely fucking wellied like i don't it's know it's only it's four percent so like it's a uh, percents don't mean a thing <laughs> do you know what i mean they they don't mean a thing when it comes to drunkenness that's only no, volume volume but, yeah drunk drunkenness is a state of mind exactly exactly <laughs> it's all about yeah. perception it's all about perception that's <laughs> that's how you get away with the drink driving <laughs> 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 shout out shout out to the Healy Rays that's all I'm going to say <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah I, yeah I I actually think this is a, a really nice clean inoffensive beer inoffensive is the word that I would use yeah I think it's inoffensive um, that's have we had many offensive beers yeah but that feels like a bit of a backhanded compliment well, inoffensive, yeah. Inoffensive, yeah. But look, sure, look, there's only one way to settle this. How does she get on against the, the Pilsner yeah. Powell? So the Ghoul and Jig lad. So we're ranking this at 5 for 16. So if these were on the plinth in um, in Worldwide Wines and it was 5 for 16, how many would you pick up and what would you be willing to pay for them? So Owen, I'll go to you first. Um... So what's this again? This is the this is the golden jig, is it? Yeah. Um. Hold on one second now. Hold on. Go on, have a good swig over there. This is yeah. Jesus, it's good, isn't it? That's a man that's after having a bag of chips, no drinking a can. Very solid. Like it's actually it's so fucking light and refreshing, isn't it? Like it's really. Do you know what I mean? Like we've said, a few of them have been like crisp, but like this is kind of just really refreshing and uh, there's like maltiness and kind of like it's kind of like a little sweet and stuff as well. Like it's really, oh, it's really uh, like definitely but five for 16. <laughs> five for 16. Five for 16 okay. from me. You're saying five for 16. Yeah. I'm going to say, right. Before we get to Moss, the, the definitive um, view, I'm going to say that I actually I disagree with you to a point. 
I think your bag of chips is huge. Your, your, uh, I think you, I think you just have a fierce lip on you. Yeah, well, I do, but I always do as well. <laughs> I think you're cooling or jigging before you came on. Um, I think, I, I think this isn't a, a, a get gore. I think this is a stay goner. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So no. I'm going to say three for nine. Three for nine. Jesus. Wait, hold on. What's that? That's three euro, can you? I'm going to say three for nine, 33. Because <laughs> uh, I think... Yeah, I think I'd want something else to get me going first. But then I'd sit away this all night. Thomas, how are you fixed? What are you thinking? I would say, you know, I ha- and I think actually having them during the match last week was the perfect test because mm. I had a load of mates that were in the pub and I said to myself, you know what, I'm not going to the pub, I'm going to watch the match at home. And it was that consistent, steady, you know, nice beer. It doesn't, I would rate it low on shoulders. I don't think it, it I don't think it gets you going. I think it's, who is this the, guy? I think it's the <laughs> I think it's the beer that you switch to after about three or four of trying, you know, I'll try that, I'll try that, I'll try this. And then you want something that's going to be consistent throughout the rest of the night. I think this is the perfect beer to get eight of and get two or three other, you know, weird beers. I so- would how many? How many? So, what would you? How many tight specials would you switch <laughs> after? Three you know, specials. I, 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 do you know what? I would, I would switch to it after about three tight specials. Yeah. But okay, if yeah. I was, if I was okay. to rate on, if I was to rate on the Goulin jig, I would say because it is. I think it's a lovely beer, and actually, funny enough, I think it's the perfect gateway beer as well because oh. it's that perfect. It's that nice bridge between something that's a little bit macro. And so, actually, funny enough, something like the loop head, <laughs> that perfect middle ground. Yeah, I would go three for ten. When you when you were talking and when you were saying that there, all I was thinking of was, you know, that episode of South Park where it's like I'm a little bit country, and I'm a little bit rock and roll, <laughs> and Randy's <laughs> in the Christian rock band. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I think it's a little bit country and it's a little bit rock and roll. Yep, I think, and I think. <laughs> They should. I th- I fully think Dead Center should produce this in massive amounts. Fuck it into kegs and stick it into pubs because I think oh, it's yeah. the. I think it's the perfect. Because funny enough, I was in Wexford last night, and my father, who wouldn't be a craft beer drinker, had a can of DL from Kinnegar, and he was like, "That's really nice." Mm. I think this is the perfect point for someone who isn't into craft beer. And for yeah. people who are into craft beer as well. It needs to become the Mullingar Macro. Yeah. The Mullingar, yeah. The Mullingar, put that on the can. Mullingar Macro. Mullingar. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write it with a pen on my... Um, no, yeah, I, I, I think we're there. So, this is the quivering quench now, right? I'm going to say... So we're saying, right, it's the inverse Richter scale. So if if a, a nine on the Richter scale is like the equivalent of an explosion of three billion tons of dynamite, yeah. what, what would this settle if that was your leap? The theory behind this is fucking brilliant. 
uh, yeah, I think this is intrinsically linked to the ghoul and jig. And I think it's much more a gas burn and jibber than a quencher. So on the Rick on the on the inverse Richter scale, I think it's a I think it's a solid 3.5 for me. Owen, what do you reckon? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's more mellow. Um, like a quencher needs to fucking like. I know. It need, I, I think it needs that kind of crispness, doesn't it? It needs to. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, sure. Look, fucking go. What do you say? 3.5, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Love me now for the same. Yeah. Lovely. Tomas, any takers on 3.5? I would... See, I, I was kind of split on this beer between having it on Sunday and having it now. I On Sunday, it was the perfect one where I finished one. I was like, oh, jeez, I'd love another one. I would give it a 3.75. Ooh. That's because I, it, it's not crisp, but it, it kind of it sits on you. You know, if you're, you know you're going to have another one, it's the perfect when you finish the pint and you know the other one's in the fridge. Yeah, so that's that's so that brings me on beautifully to the, the post-pint gas because this is what I think, right? I think it's not a quencher, which comes back to the, the ghoul and jig points we made. You want one or two before this. This is the settler. This is the gore. So it's not a quencher. It's not going to sate that gasp for a pint. But... That being said, once you've had it, once you have your sip, once you're done, that post-pint gasp, what I find is it's all that initial upfrontness isn't there, but everything that follows is good. So it's like once I've had the sip, then I'm like, give me more. So I can't remember what this rating is. Post-pint gasp. Oh, that's fast, yeah. I think... Like I think I I think this is the beer's biggest strength is the go back ability of it. I'm gonna say that that's bass. One S. One S. That's bass. It's a German that's bass. Uh yeah, yeah. Do yeah. I don't I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it has that um gaspiness or uh, as much as I think it uh let me have a quick, quick sipperoni here again. Actually, maybe you're right though. <laughs> you let a gasp out after that sip. Yeah, it, it's the. It, there's a lovely, um, there's a lovely malty, sweety kind of taste off it, isn't there? Like that kind of finishes it off. Like it's really nice. Yeah, that yeah. Does, that does like linger. A I think you nearly. I think it's nearly like. Uh, like a dots and then you like and then you kind of let you kind of let the dots kind of linger for a bit and then you go ah, bass you know what i mean like there's you actually kind of appreciate it later on in the taste like, uh, like yeah i agree yeah but it's that doesn't i know feel i know this this is a this is a strict scoring scale hold on that's pause <laughs> <Bass>. <laughs> i have the pause i've written down the pause right perfect thank you Tomas, how, you, how, how's your, um, how, how's your take on the, the post-punk cast? And do you know what? I actually just finished 
the the can here. I would say it's a that's bad. No S, no two S's. But for me, I would feel if I was watching a match or, you know, there was something going on, you're watching the rugby, you're watching the hurling, you're watching the football, you finish a point of that and you're not going to switch to something else. Yeah. It, it, ha- it has that, you know, not like the quit. Do- you don't have the gasp after. It's like, oh, jeez, yeah. I, love- I love another point of that. It's more so like, I'll get another point of that. There's, there's a lovely little dancing on your tongue at the end. That's not all. It, it, there's no gammy aftertaste, and it's it's a lovely clean finish. Yeah. But there's this little, there's this little, there's these little fucking beer molecules just doing their own jig on your tongue. Yeah, yeah. And that's good. That's good. I like that. Now you're now, dead right because uh, like I'm just finishing off my third can here, and I'm disappointed I didn't have another one in the fridge. Do you know what I mean? I I don't want to switch. Well, I have another one in the fridge, right? So I'm gonna go get it while Owen, you can spiel on about the jib there, the jib of her for a second. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the jib of her, it's kind of a, it's kind of like the what's, what's kind of embodiment of it in, in terms. We can kind of bring in the the look of the can and stuff like that as well. Um, but it's kind of like the other kind of bits that like we're just we're just kind of thrown into a category. Um. But yeah, so this is just scored out of five. We kind of lost, lost it. But I actually, just to go back on the can, like, it's it's so, like, the marketing of Dead Center, it's so fucking just crisp and nice, isn't it? Like, you know, like, that, that's just kind of, like, plain can. And then, like, this is where, like, you have, like, the kind of, like, pixelated version of the of the thing is really nice. Like, and I just, like, even love, like, the font and stuff. Like, it's just... It just really stands out in, in, in a thing. I love that. Um, and then the beer itself, it's like, it's lovely and ambery and just catches the light. There's not much of a, there's not much of a fizz off it, which I think is kind of what we were probably saying with, in terms of like, it's not a kind of a very crisp beer or anything like, you know, but yet it is very, very light and refreshing. Like, so um, yeah. It's it's a goodie. What do you think, Tomas? I I would actually rate it really high on the jib because like I'm really into packaging design and the like the design of the product along with the beer, and I think even the look of it in the glass, it looks like the perfect gateway beer. Like I it think does, it's doesn't the, it? Yeah, it's that it's that perfect point even in color between a macro and. You know, your real esoteric, like small batch brew, IPA, NE IPA and everything. And it's approachable. When you look at the can, like simplicity for me is always top of the range. Like I think even the name Dead Pixel, you look at the can, pixelated arrow that you see on Google Maps. It's made by Dead Center. It has that fluency between everything. I'd give it a four. Yeah, so what uh, you... that's, that's a really good point though. Like yeah, that, the just like the beer itself. Like it, actually, just looking at it now, you're like, that's a f- that's just a flavorsome macro looking beer. There, like you know, it's not one of these ones where like there's like 
like it's like not like undulating up and down like all these like flavors cascading around the thing or it's not one of those beers where someone goes like which has happened to me before where someone goes oh that that looks very interesting what are you drinking it's not that but it just looks like like really really like it looks flavorsome but it looks it looks mass macro-esque like what even do you, if, what do you give it on i missed what you actually scored it there what did i jib it yeah i haven't jibbed it yet but I will give it a jib of 4.276. Okay. Um, so here, I, I agree with everything he said so far. I'm not going to rehash the points on the marketing because I think you've hit it spot on. Um, and I would just think like Pilsner is a fucking Czech style. And when I think of like the ultimate Pilsner, I don't think about a, a, a pure yellow lager. There's a little bit of depth. There's a little bit of je ne sais quoi. And I, th- I think that this is a cracking looking beer in the glass. Like it has that depth, like you were saying to Moss of Colour, that, that just extra little step beyond what you see with a macro, um, it creates, like even from the can, it creates this lovely vibrant head. Um, and as you said, Owen, it's not overly carbonated, so it's not going to be too, so when I look at that, I don't think, of, I don't fucking, I'm not going to try and buy a pack of fucking Rennies with it. So, yeah, I, I, I yeah, it's, it's a very high rating jib for me. I would have given it five jibs to be quite honest with you. Like, I don't think, I don't think there's any look of this beer that you would mark it down on personally. It's kind of it's one of those ones as well where I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're quite, like you're you're right. You're you're marking the jib of it on a pilsner jib. Do you know what I mean? Like this. Yeah. Like it looks. A if you went, if you if you went to to if you went to to pilsner town in in, in Czech Republic, pilsner Hampton. Like, yeah. If you went, yeah. If you if you went to 
falling the pills in Czech Republic. Like you wouldn't be complaining if a York look like this come out. You like I. But even if you want to check, because for any listeners, I'm after pouring a macro beer because it's the coldest thing in the fridge. If you even compared it to the color of that, ah, there's no what you have. Yeah. There's no comparison. You you think uh, an approachable beer as Dead Pixel compared to something like an unnamed macro that I'm after pouring into my glass? There's there's no comparison. It's high on the jib. Yeah, I, 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 I
really nice. Oh, that, yes. really mm. crisp. I think those two are the ones, if you're bringing some for points that isn't already into craft beer, that's the point you get them. I don't think yeah. for, craft, for craft beer enthusiasts, I don't think it's high, but for people who are, like I was saying, it's that gateway beer. Yeah. So I suppose, we, yeah, I, I'm just going to throw a fucking figure at the wall and see if it sticks. Out of 100,000, in terms of puckability, this is not a bad score. If you're a first-time listener to Snowcast, this actually isn't a bad score. Uh, I'm going to throw a 30,000 out of 100,000 at it. Okay. We've, okay. we've scored beers like 21 on this score. So, like, it's not terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it is, it definitely is a tough one because I think it's, it's, it's context as well. And, uh, it's probably our context as well, uh, DJ, of, of, um, of how we could, of how I suppose we always consumed Pope Pilsner was, you know, getting it from the fridge in Phil Grimes and like that was our go-to beer for a period, right? But I think what, I think what Tomas was saying there with regards to, if you have, if they, if Dead Center brought out a case of this and you were watching a match at home, it'd be hard to beat that, like, wouldn't it? Like, what, like as, as your go-to Pilsner for the house with it with it yeah. with, with like twelve a twelve can pack of those like yeah but this this but the thing is as well though like this this score is not will you drink twelve of them at home watching a match it's, it's that's four what I mean o'clock on a Friday yeah I, I, it's and, four and o'clock what, on a Friday you're heading to the pub where where you're you're putting I, you're putting the pound you, down at the pool table. Have you have you spent Monday to Friday obsessing over the first sip of this? Yeah, okay. I don't think you are. Yeah, all right. I was, I was like, because when initially we started this conversation, I was just, in my head, I was like sixty-eight thousand. But I think you're right. I'm going to give it a forty-two thousand. Forty-two thousand. Very good. Come on, come on, come at us, bro. Convince us one way or the other. I. I very much agree in that if you are watching a match, if you have a barbecue, I would say not even get a case of 12, get a mini keg or even like a half keg. It is, it will satisfy everyone. 84 cans. (laughs) But I think if you are putting this on puckability for the craft beer enthusiast, I would give it a 23,000. 23, I thought you were just going to give it 23 full stop. I was like, Christ. What's <laughs> he get center on a new brew season three? Yeah, yeah, Jesus. No, but, but that's I, a solid I, score. I, th- I think it's it's a good beer. I I don't think you'd find yourself thinking about it on a Wednesday if you're going for pints on a Friday. Yeah, It's, it's not that beer. I, I, it's not that beer. And I don't think they intended it to be that beer either. That's just what I was going to say. It's not intended to be a mega beer in terms of like, it's not intended to win awards, but it is intended to be a very drinkable beer. And I, and I think it succeeds in that 100%. Yeah. Um, and I think you're, was, right, you're dead right, Tomas. They should, 
they should keg this, they should send it into every pub that they possibly can, and it'll do so well as uh, a bridging gateway beer. But you it, know what they should do? They should do a fucking flying taste test with a load of owlads and pubs who drink oh. lager. And be like, score remember, these out of 100,000. Remember um, Pepsi did that in like the early 2000s or something there where they had like this ad of like like blatantly being like and another cola uh, competitor like and it was basically or, or actually they might have just blatantly said Coca-Cola. I can't remember. But yeah, they fucking... No, this, didn't they say like the, the, the market bestseller? So yeah, the market bestseller cola. And yeah, Jesus, that'd be a good one. I'd actually love that. Um, I I got paid a fiver in the Roundy Bar in Cork once to do a blind taste test on a new to the market mayonnaise versus Hellman's. Well, and did you did you did you select the did you select the the Hellman's? I have no fucking idea. I was about twelve points deep. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good experience, but, though. But it is good experience. It's, it's it's something I will say. I think. Breweries in Ireland should put a good effort into making a good gateway beer because yeah. I think that's that's how they're going to sell more is not necessarily doing the middle ground, but making something that's better than the macros that's easily as drinkable. Yeah, I see. I, I, I would say that like I think Yellow Belly have killer beer now as you know, that's that's right up there for me as a gateway beer. Like I would challenge anyone who is a lager drinker in a macro lager drinker to drink Keller Bear and tell me it's, it's that, that Carlsberg is better than it. Like it but, fucking isn't. But I actually have, my brother was a Budweiser drinker until they actually took the tap away. And it, he now drinks Keller Bear because he, he's moved back to Exeter town. And whenever I'm down, he's like, I'll go down to the carry out down beside Bugler Doyles and we get a few cans of Keller Bear. And he drinks away on it. And I think, breweries that make mm. something that's approachable because i think like i was saying earlier as people who are into craft beer i think we can kind of get away from ourselves of stuff that appeals to people because we were all at one stage that person drinking hop house or kyoto or or budweiser and i think you need that good gateway like dead pixel or keller beer or hopes uh session summer session beer there was a good point made. I can't remember which brewer made it though. Um, Tomas on a new brew in series one that it's like making lagers and pilsners is fine, but actually they're very expensive and very time consuming from a brewing perspective. So for a small scale brewery, it's a lot easier to smash out three batches of IPA in the time and resources it would take to do one batch of an equivalent batch of a lager or a pilsner. So I think that's probably a lot of the trouble as well in terms of like economic viability wise for these companies for these breweries that are essentially companies trying to pay a wage and a living of the owners and their employees it, it's hard to circle that square i think speaking of economic viability let's hear a word from our sponsors <laughs> in glen robbins glender lives a man who some would call a god 
or he could cure your shakes with a bottle of his potine that cost you 30 bob. Come winter, summer, frost all over a jigging sprig in the breeze. In the dead of night, a man steps by Macalhattan, if you please. How are you getting on, lads? We're back in the fucking room. The bladders are empty. The fucking glasses are full, I hope. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you along with us here tonight with uh, Tomasa Mohuna from A New Brew, myself, DJ and Owen. And uh, we were just talking there off I, we were talking off mic there before we came back online about hard we're seltzer we're still we're still micing we're still, we're still, we were talking this off fucking zoom thing we need to we need to get in a pub together this is a joke sure look we will we will we will but for now you fucking look let's down, not down in down in jeff's in the apple market down in jeff's yeah beautiful spot and we were there before I'm just sorry, um, but we 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 are we're talking about hard seltzers and the Tyg special, and I was just thinking, you know, would it be great if Tyg Williams did a, a passion fruit seltzer, and he could he'd be the modern day Michael Hatton. <laughs> he'd be the modern day, like the hard <laughs> seltzers. They'd be, they, they, they'll cure like fucking rested leg syndrome and, and all this crack, like you know. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. I, yeah. I just presume they'd have these superpowers the antioxidants yeah. and the passion fruit and the, the alcohol. But see, that's the problem with the with the hard seltzers, there's awful fighting in them because you know, you drink or four or five of them in an hour, and then suddenly, about half an hour later, you have four or five seltzers in your system. You, you get an awful shoulders going, you know. Yeah, so that's not the ghoulin jig. That's the fucking. Uh, that's the fighting. That, fucking... That's the that's the gig and jewel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but like, do you know what though? Right, what you want? You want about five hard seltzers, and then you want to go to a, into a, into a, a Daft Punk tribute band gig. That's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's the that's an ideal Thursday evening, if you ask me. Um, but. Serious business, lads. The topic of tonight's podcast, an hour into the podcast. <laughs> it's a good sign of a podcast when you're an hour in and you haven't even reached the topic yet. Um, what we wanted to do was, look, like this, you hear the frustrations in our voices about the Zoom. We want to be back in the pub. And, you know, we've had cans, we've had bottles, we've had pints on the podcast recently as well. We did the fucking... What what was what do we call the open November again? The pandemic. Yeah, we drank a beer from every county in Ireland, with you know give or take. So I, I just I'm here with a conversation. I was at the wedding last night, and uh, drinking with uncles that I haven't seen since pre-pandemic era. We're all vaccinated. Delighted to be. So we we're sitting in person having a few pints, and they all were conclusive and saying Jesus lads like isn't it great to be back on the points like the cans are lovely but there are no comparison and I said you know what we need to do we need to do a list of pros and cons for cans bottles and pints to actually see does the colloquial the the uh, what's that phrase the anecdotal evidence, evidence that pints are better than cans does it hold up the screw no. Yeah, and uh, we also need to arm ourselves with that evidence and, you know, that kind of shy talk for when we get back to the pub. So 
we have something to fire back at lads, you know, because, you know, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that has been missed from the pub is stupid arguments, you know, where you're, yeah. you're trying to just battle over something that neither of you actually care about whatsoever, but you will fight tooth and nail, like, over it. And then you will absolutely oh. nail your colours to the mast to one specific thing that you actually don't even care fucking thing about whatsoever. So, Owen, you met my uncle Burr on my stag party last year. And Burr is the type of man that if I said the sky is blue, he'd have to tell me it's fucking red. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, just, just when he's appointed. So what we're going to do, lads, is we're going to arm you for the Burrs of the world so that if they're lauding points, we'll give you a few fucking bullets in your chamber for cans and for bottles. Or likewise, if the Burr in your world is lauding cans or bottles, over points and if, if there's someone in your life who's saying so why would you ever go to the pub again aren't the cans great we're going to come up with a definitive list of pros and cons for cans and bottles so let's look we drank cans tonight let's let's tackle cans first lads. okay what do we think what what are the pros let's start on a positive note what are the pros about cans i'll kick us off a big pro for a can is opening it that little fucking ga- gaseous release that little that's a big pro. That's ASMR right there. Yeah, very true. Um, pro as well is selection of cans. Like you just, you know, like it's that thing of like walking into an off license and like, you know, you have that like selection of cans in front of you that like you're able to go choose from. You're able to read the label. You're able to actually these are probably several different points you're able to admire the artwork of the can as well like there's a lot kind of like visually with the can and in terms of uh, like the different choices that you're able to get just from cans being a thing is a huge pro I think I would say a big thing with the can as well is the volume it's as close as you're going to get to the point without being in the pub yeah, yeah, um, and it, it bridges that nice gap between. <clears throat> and most cans, they'll be relatively fresh as well, especially if you're drinking craft beer. You get that volume of either the 440 or the 500 mil close to a pint. Most of the pint glasses you buy in IKEA now are 500 mil, and you get that nice volume in between if you're drinking, drinking something that's a little bit stronger. You know, it's the right, it's the right portion is what I'm going to say. Yeah. And if you're drinking, uh, if you're drinking out of glass, like say that, like me and DJ are drinking, what are they called? Schooners, is it? These little bad boys. Mm, yeah. uh, that, that like, they just, they just pour nicely in it. And you kind of get that, like, you know, you get that lovely, uh, I have a, I have a second half of this can now to drink as well, you know, from it. You're like, oh. There's a little bit now just to kind of, you know, you, so like I'm here now with, with the three cans of dead pixels. And this has happened to me before when I've been recording a podcast where like I've started tipping through cans and then like, so like I'd, op- I'd open a can, pour, right? And then I'd finish the glass and then I go, fuck, I need another can now. So go to the fridge, open a can and, and then drink it. And then later on that night, I'd be there and I do the old, you know, shaking the cans. And then you go, oh, baby, yes. <laughs> Half a can left of this. 
and you, a, a lovely little surprise for you. But I, I have a different. I was going to say I have a different technique for tackling a can. So when I'm halfway through my glass, I'll go back to the can, pour it out. Yeah, no, I would. I would, gener- I would generally be the same, but there's just sometimes where I might be too focused Lock. on on hammering home a point with this podcast. You know, uh, I, I, being the ultimate professional that I am. And you do it yourself. And <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but if I was if I was to get scientific, there is actually a scientific benefit to cans in terms of thermodynamics in that aluminium loses heat a lot slower than glass. Mm. So it has that benefit. If you have a couple of cans thrown in the fridge, and even if you're drinking a schooner, they will actually retain how cold they are longer than a bottle or if you're drinking a pint. A lot lot of pros here, a lot of pros. And that's a really good point. That's that's a great like thermodynamics is definitely something that I'm a big fan of. So I'm gonna add thermodynamics to the pros list. We need to put these lists out there somewhere. But also, I think in terms of cans, if you are, and this is a pro of both bottles and cans that I'll get into later. But if you're going in with a big group of lads and you're getting a slab of cans or you're getting a load of cans, everyone understands the the politics of a bag of cans if you're buying them together. You know, yeah. everyone understands, everyone has this certain amount, you know, whereas there's a lot more kind of, you're kind of like those European states before World War One when you're buying pints and buying rounds, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a collectivistic approach to cans. Can collectivism, I'm going to put down as a pro. Can is, cans are the true uh, socialist communist choice. Yeah. <laughs> Aluminium is the material of the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Canyonism. Even, even just the phrasing, a bag of cans, like you, you can't just, you can't beat that. Like, you know, as in, you can't oh, say a can of bottles. No, no, no. A bag no. of cans. But a, a, a bag of bottles would be no work the fuck because they break off each other. Or a bag of pints. Sure. What's that? <laughs> you could drink a bag of pints. Um, right. Anything else now before we go on to the cons? Uh, I don't. Th- I think we're well covered here now. I, like, I I definitely think though that like that like definitely the 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 can is the best the best probably looking of everything. Just with in terms of like like the expressionism of the of the breweries yeah, with artwork and stuff like that. Like they're, they're the best looking of them. Like, you know, as in, I know like, like with bottles, they can put artwork on them, but it's not, it, 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 they don't have as much expressionism with them. Like they don't have as much yeah, real, estate, yeah. real estate. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. There's not much real estate. Yeah. Um, well, no, I think, I think we've got, we've got a list of pros there now. So the pros for cans are, uh, can opening, the selection, the volume, the thermodynamics of aluminium, can collectivism or can communism, a bag of cans, because you couldn't drink a bag of bottles or a bag of pints, and the artwork. Right, what are the cons of cans? The cons of cans uh, are 
it's it, you don't drink out of a can anymore really nobody like it's that it's that metallic-y taste that you want to avoid and that you you pour into a glass it it, it doesn't have the you know it doesn't have the i don't know i suppose the I think bottles in general, the kind of 330ml bottles, you just tend to drink from the bottle. Whereas I think cans, you, you always open and pour into a glass. I dropped me a pen. Hold on a second. I did write that down though. Um, no, that's a good point. I would say a con of a can is it is not a pint. Yep, that, that is actually a very valid point. Yeah, because so volume that, is a pro and a con. <laughs> but it, it, it is that subtle well, difference between you're having a 500 mil can versus a 568, 64 yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. When you're drinking a can, especially if you're drinking a can of stout, you know the difference between, as I pour a can of stout, there's that subtle difference between I'm having a can versus I'm having a pint. Yeah, and you were saying about, like, say, the IKEA pint glasses or whatever, but if you have a general pint glass, you know the difference there, and it always just feels empty, doesn't it? Like, if you're pouring into a pint glass, like... It, it always feels like you could do better. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It doesn't have that kind of finish. You know the way, like, you, you, you want the you want the liquid just to be brimming the top of the, of the, of the pint glass. It doesn't get that, like, you know? Um, I have another con. Yeah, is not typically drank on a high stool. Very true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like even when you get, do you know? What I, have you ever gotten? I I don't think I've ever done this. Has anybody ever done this? Where like people have gotten. Uh, people have gotten uh, points in a pub and then someone has gotten a can so the only situation I've ever come across where someone was drinking a can on a high stool is in Neve's father's local where yeah. her brother-in-law is a celiac so he drinks gluten-free beer and yeah. the local publican just buys cans of hoofy for him so we're there drinking pints and he's drinking cans of hoofy, but he pours them into the pint glass. But actually, but that's... I, I would give you one in my local, my my parents after moving to Wexford town, but when we were back living out in the middle of nowhere, their Bulmers was in cans, no Bulmers tap. It was always cans of Bulmers in a pint glass with ice. And I think that cans are always the replacement for a pint. They're never the choice instead of a pint. Yes. Yeah, yeah, very true, yeah. Um, so we're going to go with replacement theory. I, and it's something that I have where I think bottles are the perfect midpoint, but we'll get onto it later. Yeah. Right, let's move on to bottles because I, I don't, I, there's a part of me hates bashing cans. So we have enough cons. So just to summarize, the cons are they're not a pint volume-wise. Uh, you, you don't drink it out of a can anymore. They're not typically drank on a high stool and replacement theory. 
Yeah. So bottles, lads. Give me, give me a, a, a pro of a bottle. I'll, I'll start us off. Similar to the can opening, there's something really satisfying about taking a bottle opener and just cracking open a bottle. And again, I think it's that gaseous release. Yeah. It's almost like the bottle is giving you your first post-sip gasp. Or using other items to open your bottle. So like your, key. your, your keys, a spoon, another bottle, the side your of the keys. counter. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's something there's something really impressive about that as well, you know, where you're just like, you know, there'll just be another lad at a at a session there and just you know they see you just fucking you know clipping it off the side of a table or like opening up with like a spoon or something and they just give you the old like or the old belt buckle the but this old. but this but this is me actually because i smoke so it's like it's oh, always lighter. me with the lighter and you go and you go you pop it and you pop a couple of you know brings the people together yeah yeah um yeah that should be actually that would be a good um a good top like what's the most random thing you could open a bottle of beer with? Not tonight, not tonight. Not tonight, no. But I think I think that could be a good one. I think it could be good content. Good content. Listeners, send send us in pictures of the most random things you've opened a bottle with. Um, any other pros for bottles? Um, I would say, like. The ease of holding a bottle if you're not sat at a table. So, like, if you're in a kind of at a gig or if you're strolling around somewhere, gigs are a huge pro. Gigs are a huge pro. So, like, Like, gigs slash ease. You can't. You you can't get anything like. Yeah, it's very hard to spill a bottle. Yeah, whereas a pint at a gig, it's in a plastic cup and some oh. pint is after knocking half it because they decided to dance. Yeah. Get out um, of the face. It's, it's the ideal comp- accompaniment for a barbecue. Like, like it, you just have to, like, as if you're, if you're someone who is uh, cooking the barbecue you have to have a bottle of beer in your hand at the same time like it doesn't work the meat won't cook unless you have that in your hand you say that but my barbecue has a little drop down yoke at the front and the spilling ring at the front of it is the ideal space for a pint glass a pint glass wow yeah you can just rest a little pint glass there but are I'm you talking about are... i'm talking about the the Generic uh, barbecue holder, not uh, not someone who wins a uh, six hundred euro uh, barbecue. But 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 are you pour, but are you pouring that pint glass out of a can or a bottle yes. or or do you have a flow system? See, I don't have, I don't have it, I don't have it. So ideally, I'd, it'd be a pint, an actual pint going there. But look, I but I have two very solid pros for bottles. Go on, give them to us. The first one is, if you bring in a case of bottles and take open the box, no one's going to argue. Everyone's going to, like, grab their own, you know, it's, they're going to, and everyone's going to, you know, be on the same level. Everyone's going to grab a bottle, you know, you know where you stand, you get a couple of cases, you throw them down, everyone's going to take what they want. There's no arguing, whereas with cans, you'll have, like, Oh, is that the coldest or like yeah. if it's in the fridge? 
fellas right. are more happy to drink a room temperature bottle than they are a room temperature can. Back to thermodynamics. Yeah, but I think as well, if you see a box of bottles open, sure, like one isn't going to harm, like if you take one. Whereas a bag of cans is a very intimate thing. Yeah. yeah. Like if you took yeah, no, a random bag of cans and took one, you'd feel like you violated the person who you took the can off. Whereas this, if there's a box of bottles there, yeah, fucking, what's one but, bottle going to harm it? But this actually segues perfectly into my second point. With a bag of cans, there's politics to it. You know, who gets what can, what's... What's the coldest if you get a mix and match? You know, who's getting what? Box of bottles, they're all the same. You grab what you want, and that's it. Mm. Generally, actually, come to coming back to the collectivism thing. Generally, you bring a bag of cans for yourself, whereas you normally bring a box of bottles for a for a group like. And, and so the, actually but, but, the bottles are probably more socialistic than... Like, how many how many events have you been at where you've been told, oh, you know, bring your own drink and you rock up, case of bottles, everyone else has brought a case of bottles and you're just going for the whole night and you just take what's there. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Miller, Budweiser, Heine, whatever's going, you're going for it. I feel like this is a subtle say to craft breweries independent breweries in ireland to do start doing bottles of beer in cases please please thank you dead center brewing we want cases of dead pixels in bottles uh we'll make it financially viable just the three of us yeah yeah right that's a good list of pros here i'm going to call them out bottle opener and um, items to open the bottle with Gigs, events, ease of carrying, a barbecue, uh, boxes of bottles, and the consistency of the bottles, I think, is what we were getting at at the last point. Yeah. I think consistency yeah. is a good word for that. So coming on to the cons of bottles, and uh, I, I, I have... <laughs> Just before we came on Zoom, I was like, I have to have one of each written down. And uh, <laughs> I wrote rat piss down. Rat piss? Because like, oh, my, yeah. my grandmother used to always say to me, don't drink out of the bottle because rats have pissed on it. I've heard that as well, yeah. Yeah, so rat piss is a big con for me, you know. As someone who's worked in a pub, that is a very well-known urban legend that has no founding. Unless you were storing your bottles outside or somewhere where rats can get in. If you're in a pub and you're drinking bottles, they're usually stored in the cold room. That's completely sealed from the rest of the pub. But you you if, say that, but there's no you, smoke without fire. <laughs> fair, fair. But I, I would actually say the biggest pro and con of bottles is they can be used as a weapon. Depending on what end you're on. I was oh. thinking of that earlier. I was like, can I say it's a pro? And then I was like, maybe that's a bit uh, inflammatory. But yeah, we- weaponization is going down as a con. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, I, I think you it, never hear of anyone being canned. It could be a pro though. Like it's a pro in the, in the fact that in, 
self-defense. Uh, well, like neither of the other terms have a verb associated with it, you know? Yeah. Actually, I, it's funny. I forgot something that I was going to say as a pro for bottles. Gesturing with a bottle is, you know, has extra oh. emphasis with it. You're there and you're talking, you're swinging the bottle and you're pointing with the neck of it. And, you know, it adds emphasis to whatever you're saying. Yeah, you can't tip a can, like, but you can tip a bottle, you know what I mean? But as well, if you gesture with a point, you just spill it. Exactly, exactly. Any other con for a bottle? Any other con for bottle? Volume. Yeah, volume is a big one. Volume. Like, I, I know you could kind of argue that maybe it's a pro in terms of, like, uh, you know, it, it, it's a lower volume, so therefore, if the stuff is in the fridge the whole time, it's kind of less likely to get cold because you're, you know, you're drinking, you're kind of quicker changeover with it. But like, it's also the hassle of going back and forth and stuff. And, yeah. But also know, that, that's another con is stackability in a fridge. Yes. It's, always, yeah. Yeah. it's horrible to stack a, like a case. You get 20 bottles. It's a pain in the arse to stack them in a the fridge over yeah. like tw- 12 cans. They're so slippy as well in, in, in a fridge. You know, you start stacking them like they're like two rows high. And then it, like you take one and the whole thing just goes like completely scatters everywhere. Like That's a con as well. It's the cleanup, you know, in case someone breaks breaks one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big con there. Everyone was, goes, everyone just goes way. I was worrying here because I was like, oh, yeah, that's another con. Not just the cleanup, but being made a dope of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got a good list of cons here now. We've got rat piss, which is debatable. Uh, weaponization, volume. Uh, I have another pro, another con. The arse of the bottle is always terrible. Yep. So like, you know, you're pouring your can out. So it, there's no little shitty bit sitting there. You're drinking your pint, but the arse of a bottle is always just not right. Yeah. And I don't know... Again, I'm not going to get into the the, the 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 chemistry of it because it's 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 not fully understood yet. It's just the arse of a bottle is terrible. Um, and I have another con. I have another con. Pouring it into a pint glass doesn't work. Like as it doesn't work as well as pints or or with cans. It just like those those people who order a large bottle off the shelf. Like it just. It doesn't Freaks. work. Freaks, yeah. Freaks in nature. But I, I would actually say a huge con if you're in a home setting, you have like a family gathering going on, you can never go for one bottle because yeah. you have to ask everyone else in the room, oh, do you want one, do you want one? And suddenly you're walking back with about eight bottles and you're there and you're like, oh, there you go, there you go, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's never I can go get a bottle for myself. You have to get mm. one for everyone else in the room. That brings up another con. Disposal. To go to the Conton Bottle Bank. Yeah. Oh, big con. Yeah. And actually, it's it's a con because glass cans are actually more recyclable than bottles. They are. They are. Uh, so we have storage, cleanup, disposal, and... Being made a dope of, so yeah. 
But who? But that's the thing with bottles. Who wants to go to the bottle bank on a Sunday morning? You have you've had a load of people over. You have all the curtain twitchers yeah, as well. Are like, all, you have, all these empty bottles? You have yeah, six, you have sixty. The bottles sound of it as well. The sound of it emptying. You know, like it. It's it like it. All the evidence is pointed against you that you've had a heavy night. Like you know, your fucking dreams are being crushed as the bottle smash. Right, lads, I'm going to go for a quick piss before we get on to points. <laughs> here's, a, here's a second word from our sponsors. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so we've gone through the pros and cans. We've gone through the cons of cans. We've gone through the pros of bottles. We've gone through the cans of bottles. Cons, cons, cons. <laughs> we've gone through the cans and bottles. Gonna happen. I could hear that happening like fucking about five minutes ago. Schrodinger's like, cans. Schrodinger's can, yeah. So points, lads. Points. Points, 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 points. But like straight away, I'm gonna come in with a pro that I think just ends the argument. Um to be quite simple. The environment that you drink points in trumps the environment that you're drinking cans or bottles with. Unbeatable, unbeatable. Yeah, unbeatable, yeah. Game over, podcast over. Good luck, we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Like the barman, everything, like that exchange. You have uh, to pour your own can, like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you you don't get to ask anybody else's advice, really. You know, when you're, like, yes, when you're purchasing a can, but, like, not when you're, not when you're drinking a can, like, like, once you open the can, you have to drink the thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, even the fa- even the fact that a lot of um, a lot of, of uh, tap rooms or or bars where they're serving uh, craft beers predominantly, they'll do they'll allow you to do a tasting, and like that experience now as well of like you know being given the little taster and stuff beforehand. You know, um, there's that flexibility with the pint. But even on a far more fundamental level, I was in a pub in Cork two days ago and they had a very limited selection and the red ale on tap was Murphy's Red. And like, I haven't drank, I don't think I've ever drank Murphy's Red. And it's not a popular drink. Um, So... The group that we were with, there's maybe like there was a couple of tables of us, so you know, maybe 12, 15 people there, and three of the lads that had came ordered before me ordered Murphy's bread. So I ordered a pint. I can't remember what I ordered a pint some. But I thought in my head I'd been on Smithix the night before and I actually had a fine, finite drink in Smithix. Um had a fresh head the next morning. So I said, I might fucking I might actually get the Murphy's red, but I'm not gonna get it up front. So you have that flexibility, that capacity to see it come down to someone else, see them drink it, gauge off them, bounce it off, not just the barman, but the fellow punter as well. And I was glad I didn't order it because three boys switched after one point. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that sort of... But even that, just, just that fucking capacity to have the crack and have the chat about what you're drinking. Yeah, I remember actually the the um, uh, when the kind of pubs opened there, or when kind of say indoor dining whatever 
opened in September, October last year, and uh, I went to a I went to a stag in Waterford, and uh, like you know, like it was that thing of like we had all been kind of drinking cans for the whole summer, and it was now the time to go back and to to go drinking pints and. Uh, a few of the lads drank, uh, I think a few of the lads had uh, Smidics, a few of the lads had, two of the lads had Carlsberg, uh, a few had maybe Moretti, I think, and then I had a pint of Guinness, and I was like, are you mad, like, this is the one thing where it's like, you know, as in you could have poured out cans of the other lads for the thing, but like you can't pour out a pint of Guinness. Like, you know, this is this is an art form, like pouring out a stout, like. And I was the only one who had the Guinness at the time. And it was like, you know, it was, I think, August time or something. So it was, you know, it, was, it wasn't kind of, kind of stout season at the time. But as soon as all the lads had seen this, the Guinness being poured in front of me, the next round, everybody switched to Guinness, like, because they were just like, what, what are we doing? Like, we've been missing out on this and we've just been, we've just chosen the wrong option for the lack of pointing that we've had over the last while. So I think that experience as well, like, you, you can't bait that, like. But that's what I would say is, I think points are so dependent on the situation. Like if you if if you go into a pub and you're always aware of like what's people drinking, like something like Guinness, like Guinness is the most inconsistent beer. We we, we can all agree on that, you know. Yeah. Everyone's like, this pub does go Guinness, this pub doesn't. You walk in, you do a quick scan, and it's like, what are people drinking? But I think points are, they benefit from that as well. It's that environment of going up to the bar, you're getting your point poured, you're having crack with the barman, you're having crack with the lads that are sitting there. And it's just something else, you know. That's that's probably a pro as well against cans in the fact that you have to go to an off license and select your cans and that's that's you done and purchased whereas you're buying one point and if that point is bad you can switch straight away like you know you can go right next point so i'll 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 fix this fucking nightmare of a thing i've been drinking like and it, it does happen like especially what you're saying with like bad taps or whatever like you know that you can switch on dj what about you Oh, I, I was just going to jump in and say yeah. that's why like each of the different mediums if we could call it that have a different collective experience you know <laughs> bottles have you crack open the case of bottles everyone's pulling out of it cans kind of like everyone's you know kind of in the same level whereas pints have that beautiful community where you're going up and everyone's at the bar drawn, there's there's fellas on the high stool and you order and you're having a chat with them while the pint's being poured and everything. And it's, it's just a, such a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. I have a pro. Yeah. I'm thinking of a pint. 
the, the glass clinking clink. of the glass yeah like when you have your can poured it's you can clink but it's not the same so glass yeah. clink. but you know what like i'm i'm looking at it and i'm looking at it and i'm saying like you could do the list of pros and cons of points all you want but at the end of the day it comes back to the same point the environment you're drinking points in trumps all yeah exactly yeah because if you yeah. had a fucking exercise we wasted the last 10 minutes going through the pros and cons of cans and bottles not worth the fuck points are where it's at uh yeah there yeah, is no, a corner of points though which i think tomas touched on earlier but the rounds about the like the culture of rounds i have such a fucking but it, it see it's that thing where you're in a round with someone and especially like if you're in like a regular pub and everyone's kind of like they're having Guinness or they're having Heineken and everything like everyone's having the kind of same round and it's the problem where if you're into craft beer and you're having a round with people people are switching points and everything and then you have that argument it's like oh well you know and there's always that fella who will kind of blank out of a round and he's like uh, I'm not having a point because this is too expensive you know and there's kind of that competitiveness and camaraderie and it's all kind of melding together when you have a round of drinks with lads you're kind of like the army you're kind of stuck to it to the end yeah i don't know there's a bit of a pro behind that as well though isn't there like there's nothing there's nothing better than that feeling of like tipping out so say the three of us were in a pub now I was right, it's my round. And that feeling of coming down with the three points in your hand and tipping them down on the table, going, Tomas, that's yours, boy. DJ, that's yours. You know, it's fucking I think that's fucking I think that's fucking amazing. Like, you know, that like that that magicalness of that, like, you know, it's 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 um that's just it's just magic, isn't it? Like, you know, just being able to go down. But I get what you're saying though, like that fucking nonsense of um, like I, I will pulling out of her own, like you know what I mean. I will say there, like you will never get with cans or bottles. You're all sitting there at the table, and someone's after going up to the bar, and that fella arriving around the corner with a load of points. You'll never get that feeling no. with cans or bottles, or any, well, or even or even the feeling of like when it's not your round, and someone gives you a point, and you're like brilliant free point even though it's the same thing you're after paying for three points the round beforehand but well, it's like, you're after getting a, a point there and you're like oh god look at this this is great now i haven't had to do anything and this has been delivered down to me free of charge but even as well if the three of us went for points like you know then that you can time it out we're going to be drinking in quantities of three points so if if my wife is saying to me why when will, will, will you be home soon if if we if we're on the fourth point, the answer is no, because like we have to go through another round. Round, yeah. You know, you I have an excuse leave. built in, like I can't leave because it is not my round for another two rounds. So so like I can't leave. <laughs> but there's but there's also the there's also the offside round, you know, the the real sly round, you know, the fella who's rounded is after going to the bathroom and you go up and you know you get the three points and then he. <laughs> he or she they comes back and they're sitting there and there's three points sitting in front of you and then it's like next one's yours and then it just resets again yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and then oh, sorry i'll be home at, i'll be home tomorrow <laughs> yeah 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 
Um, I, I think it's conclusive. I think points are just better. And I think, like, you, you could... You can talk about your thermodynamics all you want. At the end of the day, nothing beats sitting in a pub drinking a pint. Well, that's the thing is, pubs are context-dependent. Mm. There's shit pubs, there's good pubs, there's average pubs. And cans and bottles will beat out a shit pub. An average pub, if you're with good people, will beat out the rest of them. But you cannot beat pints in a good pub. Yeah, definitely. That's a that's a very good summation of 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 the argument altogether. It's a, that feels it's, like the that feels like the Snugcast motto. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. a it's a beautiful note to, to to wrap things up on. Um, if you like the podcast, you can go follow us on social media, Snugcast. We're at Snugcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, you can see us on there. Where if you want to send us any emails, we're at snugcastgmail.com. Uh, Please, I think we asked for something on email earlier. I can't remember what it was, but send them on to us anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and as well, if you really enjoy the podcast and you want to sign up to our Patreon, we're www.patreon.com forward And if you give us money on Patreon, that money will go towards better equipment and enabling us to go and uh, get better guests on, uh, fantastic guests like Tomas, etc. So, um, yeah, if you'd like to support us, please do. I would implore you all to go listen to A New Brew if you don't. It is a fantastic series. It's a work of art and it's a complete fucking tribute to independent Irish beer. I, I am a huge fan of it. In fact, the only reason that I haven't listened to all of them is because I saved them for when I need a good escapist podcast. So I don't actually listen to them religiously because I have them queued up for the days that I'm like, fuck this. I need to go to a different world. A New Brew will take you there. It's absolutely fucking brilliant. You'll get lost in the chat. And um, I highly recommend. So, uh, Owen, parting words for the listeners. Um, yeah, go go follow New Brew and uh, have a few brews for yourself this fucking glorious weekends and weekends to come. The have a new brew shining. this week. Yeah, have a new brew this week. Yeah, that should be your. That should be your. Tomorrow's parting words for our listeners. Um, listen to a new brew. Uh, you can. Find us on all good streaming platforms at A New Brew. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at A New Brew Podcast. And if you want me see staying like kind of mad shit on Twitter, got it at Guyanese. Um, but Great handle. support your you know your local brewery. Find out who's making what in your local area. Support it. Pay your money and you know get involved because that's what everyone survives on brilliant my partners for y'all are go fuck yourselves we love you good luck good night god bless What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.